I um, I grew up in Denmark, and so sometimes I realize that some of the sayings that are in my mind are Danish, and when you translate them, uh, they don't come out uh, uh, normal. But is 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 it a known saying in in America too? How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And and though although a little bit silly, isn't that uh, one of the key aspects of how to create a plant? Because it, it could seem like an elephant, right? I've got a hundred thousand, a hundred and fifty thousand. I mean, you hear horror stories of two hundred thousand dollars in student debt. It's never going to go away until I take responsibility and start paying it off. That seems overwhelming. How, how do you even start making a plan out of that? Yeah, and you said it there. You, you do have to create a plan and when you throw out numbers like that, it certainly can be overwhelming, but a, a good plan, you might call it a budget or a spending plan. Hopefully if it's done well, it actually gives you some hope and recognizing that there's a, an end date in sight. If I follow this plan, I can get out of this problem. And I don't know how deep we want to get into the creation of a budget or what that might look like, but putting a plan on paper, and setting some targets for yourself can actually inspire hope and show you that there is an end to this, you know, nightmare that you might be living in right now. Yeah, the plan mm-hmm. and writing it down also creates mm-hmm. clarity. And you see, if I take a little more time, you know, I I can get I can pay down the debt. And for that matter, part of the plan is to give you mm-hmm. a sense of confidence too. It's your plan. It's not Michael's plan even. It's not Christians or Craig's or anybody else. You get inspired by that good examples by that but when you do your plan and you see it and it's written down it builds that greater sense of confidence for the future so michael and crick here's my challenge to you i love plans i love planning things just as much as i plan um for like diets i had i had big plans for this week i was not going to eat any ice cream and that's a that's a big goal the problem i'm getting at with many plans, especially financial, just like diets, is that we start with great intentions and we lay it out. And then Wednesday night comes around and it's 930. This might be an actual example. And and there's that vanilla ice cream in and suddenly the diet plan is out the window. Or in the financial situation, I had a plan and I was going to really be mindful of my spending. And then the new iPhone drops. How do you how do you get from from creating a plan with, which looks great and in twelve years or in two years or whatever you're going to be out of debt? How do you make sure that you stick with it? That that's a great question, Christian. And if I had a really short, succinct answer to that, I think I could probably make a lot of money helping people uh, because that that is an age old question. That you're so right. The plan is is very important, but it's not going to do the work for you. What we're really talking about here more than math and debt is human behavior. And and that is what we have to we have to understand that getting out of debt is a bigger challenge behaviorally than it is mathematically in my opinion. What one of the 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 um, the challenges for us as humans is that we often have this um uh, future positive uh, fallacy. It's this idea that Although I might not be willing to do it right now in two months, mm-hmm. I'll definitely do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the first step to a, a good plan is that it has to be realistic. Yep. It has to be something that that I can actually follow through on. Um, what are some steps, um, if we can just kind of have a, a few bullet points, like what are some steps to a realistic plan 
that can help you get start moving towards paying off on debt. Yeah, you nailed it. If you have $100,000 in student loan debt and your plan shows that you're going to get it paid off in two years and you make $50,000, that's a bad plan. That just, that's not going to work. So it does have to be realistic. And I've actually listened to some of the previous episodes on this podcast, and I might even encourage someone to go back and listen to the podcast, Christian, where you and Craig talk in more depth about this because it was really helpful. But start small. Get some small wins. You know, one of the things you guys talked about is if you're going to Starbucks seven days a week, maybe scale back to three days a week and use that money and start rolling it into getting these debt debts paid off faster. And I, I don't want to rehash that episode because you all already did it. But that, that was a great way to break down how you can start taking baby steps that build up into some big momentum and paying down your debt over time. Let me jump in real quick, because I remember, Michael, when you were really starting, you and Kimberly were really starting to make progress. See, here's something, it's, I call it momentum. Once you start taking those baby steps and you see progress and you know you're starting to follow your plan, it creates a sense of confidence to keep following and maybe even yep. go faster. You you need to see some wins, both uh, both in terms of your dollars, but also in terms of your own sense that, hey, this is already working. Yeah, absolutely. And we tracked it. We actually had something up on our wall. It was kind of corny, but we would color in our progress. And visually seeing that progress bar get filled was incredibly motivating awesome. to continue. Yeah. Like I loved filling. Every time I got paid, we colored that in a little bit more. And it's like, this is this is good. This feels nice. And, and we would go find, you know, if we got a $100 gift, We'd be like, well, what if we just put 50 or 60 bucks towards our loans and we could color in a little bit more? And that was really motivating for us. Um, and that, that is slightly different. That's more of tracking your plan, I suppose, than creating one. But those small wins and building that motivation really builds momentum in a helpful way. Michael, that's great advice. I was just thinking uh, if some, some practical advice in terms of the, the finances of a loan. Let's say four years ago, I wasn't able to apply for one of those potentially lower interest rate federal loans. So I got I got encouraged, pushed, whatever, into a private loan that had a higher interest rate. Is there a possibility after the fact, uh, should, should, should people with student loan, just like we shop around for mortgage rates or, or, or different loan, can you shop around for better rates? Uh, to to um, uh, restructure your loan and maybe actually get some help by lowering interest rates? Is that an option? It is an option. Uh, you can refinance your student loans just like you can refinance your home. And in some cases, for some people, that is a great alternative path to look into. Um, for I, I personally didn't do that in our situation, so I can't speak with a lot of experience. Um, I know there are organizations out there that are actually helping people. That would be my caution is you can you could find some crooked folks, unfortunately, that will refinance your loan in a way where your mo your monthly payment gets really low, but you're, you, you may not be making the progress you think. So be diligent in your research and find a trusted company for that, but it is an option. So the, the key components here to creating a plan is 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 start by creating it, mm -hmm. make sure that it's realistic, and then track progress. That's right. You can't just create a plan, put it in a drawer, and expect it to work. Uh, the cadence we found that worked for us was we would just do a monthly 
family meeting where we would review our budget, review, you know, it's one thing to make a plan. We would look back at the month and say, okay, how did we do according to yeah. our plan? Where might we need to adjust? Where were we overreaching and a little unrealistic? Or where did we overspend on a luxury that isn't really necessary that we can cut back on? So that monthly checkpoint, you know, if you do that 10 to 12 times a year and just pay attention, simply paying attention is going to make you better yeah. at this. Yeah, there's a phrase that I've used a lot of times learned from a guy years ago, that which is inspected tends to improve. And guess what? It's biblical. Lamentations 3 verse 40 says, let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. You know, that's for everything in life. But Michael, I thought what you said there about you and Kimberly, you know, think of it almost like a date night. And so maybe once a month, you're going to have your date night and and it's not going to be to beat each other up. It's going to be celebrate progress or make some adjustments because that's what the Bible tells us to do. And that's what common sense that's says right. works. I love I love how you phrase it, making adjustments. I was just thinking about my, my own failed diet plan from this week. And I'm just wondering, just like I fell in with ice cream at 9.30 p.m. Wednesday night. I wonder if 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 that's something we need to just address because – what if I started the right way? I, I found hope. I decided to take ownership of this and I made a plan. And then six months later, those Gucci boots, um, I don't know what people might fall for, some new dress or or, 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 or a stereo, whatever people uh, fell, fall in love with uh, because they thought they really wanted it or needed it and they buy it and then they realize I'm off my plan. What do you do when, when you is how do you find hope again yeah that's good and you know i think we have to just be really we we have to acknowledge the truth that we are flawed and if i say i'm going to spend x percentage of my income on getting rid of my debts and that's an ideal and i don't give myself any fun money you know i don't let myself eat out i i'm not allowed to buy we can only handle that type of behavior for so long. And so that's where I get to, we need to be realistic. You know, for the ice cream, maybe it's every Saturday I get ice cream. And so I have that to look forward to, as opposed to I'm never going to eat ice cream again. And in this case, uh, we're going to skip really briefly to the celebrate the milestones. What we did that I think speaks to this Christian is we set milestones of every, you know, maybe $5,000 we pay off or 2,500. I can't remember the specifics, but every time we hit one of those milestones, we would go eat a relatively nice dinner for our situation in life as a way to decompress, let some steam off, go treat ourselves because that's something we weren't doing. And so if you like the Gucci boots or whatever, I, I don't know that I would advise buying Gucci boots if you're trying to pay off debt, just personally, that, that might not be the season of life that you're in. But if, if you have a thing, whether it's going to the movies, buying a nice pair of shoes, going out to eat, make that a part of your plan that when we make this progress, when we hit this milestone, the reward we get for ourselves is this thing. And it's a reward that we really like. And and only you can decide how frequent that should be. I would suggest doing it every week is probably a little too often. <laughs> doing it once a year might not be often enough. Find somewhere in the middle that, for us, it ended up being every two or three months, we, we had a little reward for ourselves. And that's really how it, it kept us from indulging impulsively because we knew a reward was coming. Michael, I'm hearing you loud and clear. And, and since we are recording on a Friday, um, I'm turning Saturday into ice cream day. That just makes <laughs> sense. I feel like that's a good and realistic plan. 